Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick, joined by my partner, Dan Reese. Dan, how you doing tonight? Doing great. What a game we had, huh? Outrageously good game. is a uh, one for the ages, to be certain. It's always a good week when you're having a discussion about whether or not this is the greatest regular season game in Ravens history. Whether it was or not. <laughs> I think it might have been number two. It might have been number three. It, we may even think of it as number one someday, but it was right up there, that's for sure. All right, we'll get to the numbers in just a minute after this word from Josh. All right, Dan, take her away. All right, let's start us off. Uh, 70%, that's my first number. Brown, the Browns used man coverage on 70% of the dropback snaps in Week 13. Uh, entering the game, opponents played man-to-man against Lamar only 25% of the dropbacks, which was fourth lowest in the NFL. Uh, the Cleveland Browns often used cover one with a robber concept. Um, it, was, it was very interesting to see them play a very different defense than Lamar has been facing. And a, that was a big part of why he was able to have five QB scrambles for 49 yards in that game. Great week to look at the All-22, folks. Take a look at that top view, the one that gives you the side view of this field that you can see all the depth of the secondary and everything, and you see what's going on. That uh, The man concept creates all kinds of opportunities for Lamar. Cleveland also usually rushed four in this game, which gave Lamar a lot of opportunities to run in open space, and boy, was that fun to watch. My first number is eight. That's the number of forced fumbles for the season now for Marlon Humphrey with two more. Neither of them are covered, which is unfortunate because neither of these went out of bounds. It's the seventh highest total ever recorded. Now, they've only been recording these since 1999, but it's a pass rusher stat. It's not a defensive back stat, to be sure. It happens that Peanut Tillman is one of the three guys with 10. There are also three with nine. Marlon Humphrey with eight has done it in 12 games. All of those guys did it in 16 games. 
So what Marlon Humphrey is doing this year is very, very special. And the record is not out of reach with three games together, three games to go. Uh, I think more importantly than that, Marlon is the only healthy Ravens cornerback at this time, even though he came off COVID and it appears he's completely recovered from that, given the couple of great games he's played now. But, uh, you know, there's still reasons, I guess, to be concerned that there might be lingering impacts. Uh, the Ravens cannot afford to lose another corner the rest of the season. Yeah, he's been he's been playing great. Uh, man, his his uh, fruit punch is, is pretty awesome to watch. It's just, uh, you know, it's amazing. Even with the wide receivers knowing that it's coming, it's, the ball still comes out. So. Don't you like seeing him do it now, even when it doesn't work? Like you just like to see him to see it. Oh, that was a B effort. He didn't quite do it. You know, it's <laughs> oh man, it hurts my hand every time to watch him try and punch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next next numbers, uh, three numbers here. We got six point five seven, five point two two, and four point nine six. That's the yards per carry on designed runs for Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards year to date. Uh, filtering on players with at least 28 runs, which is two per game, Ravens have these three rushers are in the top 15 uh, in, in yards per carry. That's first, ninth, and 15th. Um, if you lower the threshold a bit down to 25 uh, runs, surprisingly, Daniel Jones comes in first at 10.48 yards. <laughs> so he wouldn't have been your first, my first guess at least. So uh, after he did the it. Mo- Lamar uh, Jones had that design seventy-yard run or whatever on, yeah. the, on the national game, yeah. Yeah, the one, and then a couple. I think where he fell, maybe I don't know. He's got a couple big long runs, but uh, uh, after Lamar is, is Nick Chubb with five point eight six. So um, Mark Ingram comes in around, at fiftieth with uh, just a little bit above four. So you can see the real strong performance from Lamar, J.K. and Gus. So strong ending here. Let's stick with the rushing game for the next number, 262.5 and 7.6. The average rushing yards per game for the Ravens in the last two games is 262.5. And 7.6, the average yards per carry these last two games. Remarkable numbers. You know, these are teams that they, games they certainly had to win. Uh, they won very effectively, uh, very efficiently in terms of their offense in these two games. And I'm getting this 2018 vibe, not really a 19 vibe the same way, because they, you know, it was more like 18 in terms of the number of passes thrown, uh, where the average 229.6 yards per game last seven games when Lamar took over. Uh, it's a tried and true formula for the Ravens in December. They face a couple of very weak teams down the stretch. Jacksonville's 30th overall in what rush yards allowed. The Giants are seventh, and Cincinnati is 28th. I think we've seen, though, that. It doesn't really matter even if you're a top 10 team stopping the run against the Ravens. It doesn't mean you can necessarily do it versus Lamar and the Ravens high-powered run offense. Oh yeah, it's a total different uh total different beast than most running games. So, you know, it's because you're good at stopping the regular regular rushing games doesn't mean you're going to be able to stop the options that uh that Baltimore is going to throw at you. So, hope to see them keep up keep up those uh those stats going forward for the last 3 weeks. All right, next set of numbers, 4.0 and 7.15. That's the yards per play with Jimmy Smith on the field versus when he was off the field in week 14. 16 snaps on and 60 snaps off. A number of reasons. Uh, with the limited defensive backs, they had to had to bring Anthony Levine in, which he hasn't mm-hmm. played defense much at all this year. Um, and even some uh, Jordan Richards, I think, played a snap or two. It just... Um, 
you know, it was, they were down to the last. Nobody. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it was pretty obvious, especially against Baker. And, uh, you know, he was really just picking on them. You know, it, um, defense tried their best to hold it, but, uh, but, but couldn't really stop them with, um, with the limited, uh, you know, personnel out there. So luckily the offense could step it up and, Keep up with them. So okay, let's stick with this for a second because you mentioned Jimmy Smith's numbers earlier, and they're very, they're really astounding in terms of with or without him, uh, how bad it was. But they dropped off to then play Harris, and Harris got picked on, including that thirty-yard throw towards the end of the game, but others as well uh, that came along, and they lost him. They lost Marcus Peters after the touchdown where where Peters fell down. Also appeared to me, by the way, that Peters got rolled up on on the last play of the game, which was the one play that Richards was on on the safety, and he, you know, marring this, you know, very hilarious bad beat story was the fact that Marcus Peters is lying on the field and Peters is is sorry, Richards is standing over him trying to help him up. Uh, you know, that's not what I wanted to see anyway on that last play. I would have been happy with no safety. Uh, but anyway, uh, outstanding play. One of the things I see on the Browns boards is they'll talk about how we're not afraid of your defense anymore. Well, what part of the Ravens defense was on that field in the second half? You know, a scanty part at, uh, at best. So uh, happy it worked out anyway. Uh, sticking with a similar concept, the next numbers are five, four, and four. Five, the number of defensive linemen active for the Monday night football game against the Browns. They had to do that with, with bringing Calais Campbell up with the number of heavy personnel sets that uh, the Browns used. They forced a lot of three-man line, and they also had seven. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Do your part to reduce waste and recycle right. Many of us are ordering more items, such as food and other goods, delivered to our homes. More packages means more waste. Consolidate smaller orders into one larger order to reduce waste. When shopping in person, bring a reusable bag. Recycle right by keeping plastic bags, foam containers, rechargeable batteries, and garden hoses out of your recycling bin. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Prince William County, District of Columbia, and American Disposal Services. These six snaps in the game, so that used a lot of defensive line snaps. Uh, the Ravens really would have been shorthanded very seriously with four in this game. But then that left them with a decision to make. Basically, they had eight positions to allocate to cornerback and running back after having five defensive linemen. And they chose four and four. Mark Ingram, four, make the fourth running back, played one snap and zero special steam snaps. But the good news is that Mark Ingram got in some quality time with the microphone on the sidelines going around interviewing players which presumably he could have done without that. Uh, Having four cornerbacks, extremely, extremely dangerous for any NFL game. It's more dangerous when you only have four safeties, and two of them are Levine and Richards, who really don't play defense. So they were out of reserve safeties to start the game. They had one reserve corner to start the game, and then they had three injuries during the game. Not a recipe for good things to happen to your defense. Yeah, it's definitely a rough spot they put themselves in and it'll be interesting to see what decisions they make going forward um, but what's your bet on that do you think they'll go with no ingram next week 
No, I, I think they'll keep him. I, I think that they are stuck with liking veterans, and we've seen that, you know, starting week one, playing veterans. I think, um, so Roman talked, I think, about uh, how Ingram's snaps may increase going forward. So I just, I think that they're going to stick with Ingram, so I don't know what they're going to do. All right. My money's on he doesn't he doesn't get a uniform this next uh this next game. I think that they've they've been to the mountain now and they've they understand the cost of it. All right, let's see. All right, my fourth number is uh four point six seven and five point six two. Um that's the average yards per carry for Cleveland on first and second down running plays. They actually never called a running play on third down or fourth down in this game, which I thought was pretty crazy. 15 uh, of the run plays were on first and eight on second, so 65-35 split. Going into this game, 60% of Cleveland runs were on first down, so they are a pretty heavy run on first down sort of team, and uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that they never ran on third and fourth, so uh, it's kind of a different game script, I guess. Yeah, I'm just looking through to see what what their yardage was, but they they had a third and three. They did have a third and one play where they passed for 26. So I guess they had a couple opportunities to do it, and they just never really saw the opportunity there. But uh, but that's certainly an interesting number. They certainly dominated first and second down pretty effectively because you know that's when the Ravens had their heavier sets in to try and stop what they were doing. All right, my number, 12.0. That's the yards per play allowed by the Ravens in their race car nickel versus the Browns. That's four outside linebackers on the field. So trying to get after the pass rusher. We know how much Mayfield doesn't like to be moved around in the pocket. They did get a little bit of pressure in this game, but 132 yards on 11 snaps of race car is not the result the Ravens need. And in particular, their last five snaps in the package They had a pass middle for 12 that converted fourth and four. They had a pass middle for 21 that also converted fourth and four. That one for a touchdown. They had a pass left for 30, a pass left for 16, and a pass left for 22, all on the final touchdown drive, the last one being the touchdown. Not the good results you want from that. I'll just say this about this. The, The race car and the other dime package that they used to run, but it's really the race car right now, is the closer defense. That's, that's you know... That's you need to come in and shut the opposition down in the ninth inning on third and medium, third and long. And they're going through a very rough patch right now and did not get it done in this game. Yeah, I don't think uh, the, the shortage of, of quality defensive backs helped in that situation for sure. So I think that that hurt it. So maybe I'll give them a pass this week, but they definitely need to step it up and uh, and have success in the race car package going forward. All right, my last numbers are 38.3% and 82.1%. Playoff leverage uh, for the Jacksonville-Baltimore game for the Ravens is 38.3%, and for the full league is 82.1%. So what that means is that um, that the Ravens' chance uh, of making the playoffs changes three point or 38.3% based off of win versus or loss in the Jacksonville game. Uh, that's the second highest this week behind only Arizona, which is 40%. Uh, the, the, the playoff leverage or playoff percentage, it goes up to 90% with a win, down to 51.8% with a loss. Uh, the 82.1% is the impact across the league, the leverage, leverage across the league. So there's a lot of other wildcard teams that uh, their, their playoff uh, hopes uh, come into uh, the, the Jacksonville 
Baltimore game comes into result uh, comes into play. So, uh, to, so just just to be careful, what that second number means. The second number is saying we're going to take the sum of a Baltimore loss versus a Baltimore win, and what that means for every team in the league. So let's take a specific example. In 2001, the Ravens played on Monday night, and I'm trying to simplify as much as possible. If they won, they were in. If they lost, Seattle was in. They played Minnesota on Monday night. So that game had 200% league-wide leverage because it had 100% for the Ravens and 100% for Seattle, right? That's the way that... Exactly, yep. The 82%, just to kind of give a reference with, uh, you know, where it stands right now, it's the third highest this week um, behind... Cleveland and the Giants, which is 118, and Philadelphia versus Arizona, which is 109. So it's a it's a very important game for the league. Um, you know, going into it, you know, it doesn't seem like a prime time matchup, but it's definitely important for the playoff per picture. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'll, my last number is zero. That's the net offensive line scoring points or blocking points for Tyree Phillips in 13 snaps at right tackle. He contributed to parts of three sacks during the time he was in. In fact, he had a a 12-snap stint as the starter that did not go well. And then he was reinserted, gave up a sack, and was immediately pulled after one play. And that was it for the game. What this is really telling me is that, I mean, obviously, it's a very bad game for Tyree. And, and I don't think they're going to want to use him at tackle again. I may be wrong. But my guess is that they've got their five starters right now for the rest of the season. I, I don't foresee any more shuffling at this point. But I think Orlando Brown is the most valuable player the Ravens have, maybe in terms of the drop-off from one to two. Uh, Bozeman is a sure thing to stay at left guard. McCary is now the center and I think entrenched. Powers has played well for three straight games. I think he's the guy at right guard. And I think Fluker has the job at right tackle. He's not without flaws, but I think he's played better than Phillips and he really needs to have the job full-time now. Yeah, it'd be nice to actually have a consistent offensive line going forward now that we're in week 15, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel a little bit bad for Tyree. He's, you know, and he's started at guard, came in from tackle, left tackle in college. So he's kind of played all over. So uh, it's been a challenge for him, but uh be good for the team to get kind of a, a more solid line going forward. Yeah, there'll be a chance to get him entrenched at a different position next year. Maybe it is even a year where they move Bozeman to center to start the year. I don't know. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I think Bozeman as the pulling guard has been so effective. He made 13 out of 14 pulls in this last game that you probably keep him there. But yeah, I I agree. They need to find a spot for Phillips next year. Dan, always a pleasure to do this show with you. Thanks for joining me. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.